0: Alright, welcome everyone back to another episode of Crunch Time. I'm Mikey here. I'm joined by Sam and David. Today, um, we have March Madness coming up, one of the biggest events in the sports world. We missed it last year, so we're super hyped to get it back this year. We're going to be going through our brackets this year, give you our picks. First of all, how you guys doing today?
1: We're uh, we're pretty good. I'm excited for another year of March Madness. It's been a while. I can't believe that we can still still consider Virginia the reigning champs. But hopefully and uh, surely they will be dethroned this year, and I can't wait to see some upsets.
2: It's been a long time, guys. Happy to be back.
0: Excited to talk about some March Madness. All right, so the way we're going to do this, let's go to the West region. Do you guys have any upsets in the first round? We'll go round by round first off. I got I got an upset. I think this is a pretty clear upset. I got Santa
2: Barbara being Creighton in the first round, until over 5 seed. I think a lot of people have that, but I think... I have Santa Barbara, okay, I have Santa Barbara round of 32, but then I have them
0: losing in round of 32 to Ohio. That's crazy to me. Just confirming in your round of 32, you have uh, UC Santa Barbara versus Ohio. UC Santa Barbara would have to beat the five-seed Creighton and Ohio would have to beat the four-seed Virginia.
2: I think Virginia are going to lose some guys in the first round because of uh, COVID, and it's really going to hurt them. So I'm going to take Ohio over them. And then I have Ohio beating Santa Barbara round of 32.
0: All right. Interesting. Sam, how is your bracket looking compared to that?
1: So, yeah, my bracket, I'd say, is uh, there are probably more upsets than usual. Usually, I just take the highest seed for most of the matchups, and whoever I've been watching all season, I'll just pick them. But uh, this season, I'm kind of listening to the media narratives for the first time, in a, as long as I can remember. So I'm going to have to disagree with David on the creating uh, UC Santa Barbara pick Marcus Zagorowski is one of the uh, most pure scorers in the entire nation right now, and I think they've been playing pretty solid throughout the stretch, and they've definitely uh, built together quite the resume in the Big East. So I think they take that game, but no means is that going to be a cakewalk. I think it's going to be competitive. UC Santa Barbara is very underrated, but I wouldn't be shocked if they pulled away with this one. And uh, I'm going to have to agree with David on the Ohio pick. They've also put together quite a nice resume. They actually lost to Illinois by only two points at the start of the season. Uh, Preston is one of the most underappreciated guards in the whole nation. Obviously, his story, he was a C team in high school, but he's put together a great season, and I'm excited to see them hopefully beat Virginia.
0: I like what you guys are saying, but I'm going to roll with Creighton and UVA for both these uh, matchups. I do tend to roll with UVA, so it's a little biased, but... As for creating, like Sam, you mentioned they have an amazing scorer. And UVA, Tony Bennett's a great coach. They do have a good team. Huff, Hauser, Kihei Clark, they're they're pretty solid. So I'm going to go with them. So let's go to the East then. You guys have any first-round upsets in the East?
1: Uh, yeah. I think this region actually depends whether there will be an upset, and that's on the playing game. Depending, I obviously preach that BYU is a very underrated team. But if Michigan State pulls away against UCLA in the playing game, I really can't see BYU overcoming this Michigan State team. They're trending in the right direction. But uh, I think it's going to be a good game, nonetheless, if UCLA or Michigan State wins that.
2: I agree with that. And then I also have Georgetown, who's really playing great basketball in the Big East tournament. I have them over Colorado. And then not in my round of 64, but I have LSE winning in the round of 64 and then beating Michigan in the round of 32. I think the great guard play by Watford and Smart and then the big man play by Thomas is really crucial for LSU. And if they can get those three guys going, I think it's going to be a really tough matchup for Michigan.
0: Yeah, I agree with David. Spot on. I have Georgetown beating Colorado. I think they're they're pretty lethal. And what they did to Creighton in the Big East final was completely embarrassing. Got to love Patrick Ewing. I mean, coming back as a coach now, he's done a great job with this team. And also, LSU versus Michigan. LSU is red hot right now. Cam Thomas is one of the best players. Like, he's honestly one of the best players in the country right now. Michigan lost livers. That's a ginormous loss. He's probably their best player. They do have a great team, but, you know, March Madness is full of upsets, and Michigan is not your typical dominant number one seed. So I'm going to take LSU in this game.
1: Yeah, I'm obviously a pretty big Michigan fan. I root for them in these tournaments. I think that they've put together quite the resume, but the absence of livers is going to pull up huge in this matchup. I think LSU is the second-best big three in the entire nation behind Gonzaga. Cam Thomas, Javante Smart, and Trenton Watford have put together quite the season. I think their depth is lackluster. However, Michigan, right now, they're missing some key pieces as well. Look for this one to be a close one, but I can see LSU pulling out on top.
2: All right, that's interesting.
0: All of us have LSU beating Michigan. I've got to say this
2: really quickly. Is there any possibility that St. Bonaventure beats LSU in the first round, guys? Is that even a possibility?
1: I think it's a possibility because St. Bonaventure actually beat VCU. I know me and Mike, you were pretty high on VCU. Nashawn Highland, Highland, uh, he's put together an amazing season. He's scored close to 19 points a game, I'm pretty sure. And St. Bonaventure actually beat them quite handily. Uh, I think what it comes down to is if Cam Thomas can score the ball at the same rate he's been scoring at all season. If he can, I think that St. Bonaventure stands little to no chance, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's the chance that St. Bonaventure wins. It is an 8-9 matchup. It is March Madness. Anything can really happen at the end of the day. But LSU, with their star power, like we've previously mentioned before in this episode, I think that St. Bonaventure is going to have a really hard time. I mean, I I know it's not that much, but LSU does have a tad bit more of experience, and that could pay off in the long run. And they're a team that's really trending in the right direction. St. Bonaventure, we don't know if some of their games have been flukes, and they haven't played nearly the type of competition that LSU has played. So, I think it can be close, but I think if Mich- if St. Bonaventure wins, I think Michigan will defeat St. Bonaventure, go to the Sweet 16. But I do think LSU will give Michigan a harder time.
1: I also think that uh, LSU, they've been deprived of a couple opportunities. They've gotten unlucky in tournaments the past few years. I think they're going to come out hungry. They're a very fast-paced team, just like all the other SEC teams are. And uh, I'm just excited because... It's going to be interesting how a slower, uh, defensive-minded Michigan team faces up against a faster, uh, ball-dominant LSU team. And I think LSU, their star power matches up really well. I don't think Michigan can keep up with the high tempo of LSU. They're going to have to put up a ton of points, and I don't know if Michigan is capable of that at this point in the season.
0: Yeah, another matchup I want to jump into in the first round that could be a really good game possibly that I know people are picking both ways in the East is Number seven, UConn against number 10, Maryland. UConn's been pretty hot in the Big East. They've shown flashes of remarkable play this year. Maryland's been, you know, they've been okay. They've had some hard competition in that Big Ten. But what are your guys' thoughts on this game? I personally am picking UConn. I just think the way they've been playing recently. I think James Bucknett is playing phenomenal this season, averaging
2: 19.4 points a game. I think he's going to lead them in this victory against Maryland. And I think a lot of people have UConn not even winning the first round, possibly the second round, beating Alabama. I know it's really risky because I know Alabama's been playing great basketball. They won the SEC title. Um, so that's going to be a tough matchup. But I think if we're looking at it, I think UConn's a better scoring team than Maryland. And I think it comes down to defense in this game.
1: Yeah, so I originally thought that UConn was undoubtedly the better team in this matchup. I thought they were being disrespected. Uh, Book Knight, amazing scorer, amazing leader. But after looking into it, I think Maryland has a good team. They've beaten... Some good teams, they've been Penn State, they've been a pretty solid Michigan State team. They've put up fights against Illinois Michigan throughout the season. I think that higher competition and those intense and close matchups, that experience is going to be good for Mark Turgeon's turpins. I think they're ready for this. They've been born for this. And they're going to prove to a lot of people why that having better experience is vital in the tournament.
0: All right, that's a fair statement. Um, if we want to move on, we can go to the South region. Um, there's a lot of good games in this tournament. We have eight North Carolina versus nine Wisconsin. And then one matchup that a lot of people are talking about, and that me and Sam have touched upon with Villanova, they are not very good. They're the fifth seed. They're going up against the 12th seed Winthrop, which I believe has only lost one game all season. There's also Florida, Virginia Tech, Arkansas, Colgate. So this is a pretty, this is going to be a fun region in the South. Um, what are your guys' initial thoughts on this region? And what are some upsets that you have potentially in this region?
2: I think Winthrop is probably the most favorable upset in this region, I think there, there's always that 112 seed that does well in the first round, possibly even the second round. And I think this year it's going to be Winthrop. I think Villanova is nowhere near the team that they're used to being. And then potentially I have North Texas beating Purdue. I don't think Purdue has been talked about enough this year, but I think that's also rightfully so. This team is nowhere near it was two seasons ago in that tournament. And I think, again, there's always that 113 seed that does well against the fourth seed. I think we could
1: see it in this in this game. I saw an interesting statistic that it's more likely that all four 12 seeds beat the five seeds than it is likely that all five seeds sweep. And I also saw an interesting statistic that it's just as likely for three of the 12 seeds to win as it is for three of the five seeds to win. So I think you just have to bet that one of these five seeds are going uh, to fall short this year. And I think that I've loved Villanova in the past. But I think that there is little to no chance that they win this year. Uh, I mean, I doubt they'd make it out against Winthrop alive. But I am almost positive they're not going to be Purdue. The way they've been playing, I think any matchup for them would have been unfavorable. Uh, Without Colin Gillespie, I think Jay Wright must be really, really worried going into this matchup.
0: I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, you can say that. But also, I think Jay Wright is one of the best coaches in college basketball. And I made this mistake two years ago, and I told myself I'm not going to do it again. There were a lot of doubts about NOVA two years ago, and a lot of people had them losing to St. Mary's in the first round as a sixth seed. And they ended up beating St. Mary's, no problem. They're Villanova. And honestly, I'm going to pick that trend to continue this year. NOVA, at the end of the day, is still regarded as one of the college basketball superpowers. They've had tremendous success recently under Jay Wright. They have a fantastic program, and honestly, with the loss of Gillespie, they still have a solid team, and I'm not sure this Winthrop team has played any competition near Villanova, so I don't know if they're going to know what, what hit them. So I'm going to take Villanova in this game. But I do agree that I have I, – I do have Purdue beating North Texas. I think Purdue's had a very tough schedule, and they aren't amazing. But honestly, that that section of the bracket isn't too strong, so I'm going to have Purdue beating Villanova in the round of 32.
1: I know, Mike, you're very high on Illinois, and I'm sure David, you are too. But uh, this weak side of the bracket, I think it goes very favorable for Illinois as we head to the Midwest.
0: Yeah, um, I just want to point out something about Illinois. I've, I just want to give them props. They've done a really good job of turning this program around in just a very short span of time. I mean, they went from really nothing looking for them to now they have arguably one. Of, I mean, are, yeah, one of the best teams in the nation, without a doubt. But before we go to the Midwest. I'm going to say something in the South that might be a little crazy, but I have number 14 Colgate beating number three Arkansas and call me crazy, but Colgate, I did my research. Colgate's got like the third best offensive efficiency in the entire nation. So this team, I think, and Arkansas's defense isn't great either. So I think it's going to be a really high scoring game. And honestly, you know, Colgate, I just like him.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree with Mikey. There's definitely some evidence to back this up. I think – that uh, Colgate's put together quite a nice resume as well. The Patriot League is actually a pretty underrated uh, conference that not many people know about. Matt Langle has done an unbelievable job. They've strung together some pretty nice wins. They've been a good Boston College team, a Boston University school. Uh, they dismantled Bucknell twice. Colgate hasn't played a top 75 team this entire year. Oh, uh,
0: Sam, you mean to tell me you picked Colgate? An underrated Patriot League.
1: Yeah, I do. Um, I think Moses Moody is a bona fide scorer. However, I think Colgate's strong defense, Matt Langell has put together. They have very nice ball pressure. Their off-ball defense has definitely improved throughout the season. And the reason that I'm taking Colgate, shockingly, is three years ago, they played two years ago, they played Tennessee in the tournament, and everyone counted Colgate all. But they almost beat a really talented Tennessee team. And this was the same Tennessee team with Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, uh. Boone, Jordan Bone, they were good. They still had John Fulkerson. They still had Yves Pons. And I think that this Colgate team, with some of their same returning players, could really put up a fight against Arkansas, especially a team without great interior defense.
2: Yeah, I 100% agree that they're, they're going to put up a fight. I, I picked Arkansas in this game. I think it can go either way, but let's be honest. Colgate hasn't played a top 75 team all year. They look great defensively and offensively, but let's look at the competition. They haven't played anyone that fantastic. They're ranked 44th in the nation by BPI ranking. But, like, they have good teams. They played, like, zero top 25 teams. That's important. Arkansas is 2-2 two two versus top 25 teams, so it's definitely going to be close, but I'm taking the more experienced team in Arkansas here.
0: Yeah, I mean that's completely fair. I don't. I'm not very confident in this pick, but I know that I'm gonna feel really happy about this pick if if it ends up working for me. So, all right, let's go down to the Midwest. Sam touched on Illinois before. There's some good games here. We have eight C Loyola Chicago versus nine C Georgia Tech. We saw Georgia Tech upset and win the ACC, but Loyola Chicago, we all know what they were capable of their last run. Cameron Crutwig has stepped up for them all season. We have San Diego State versus Syracuse, Clemson versus Rutgers. So I want you to, guys, go- I want you guys to tell me some of your, some of your upsets in this region now.
1: Oh, I actually, I had Georgia Tech, but when I figured out that uh, Sister Jean was going to the Final Four, I actually changed my pick because we too. all know that Sister Jean is the good luck charm. But in uh, all seriousness, I love Loyola Chicago, but I think Georgia Tech has been playing unbelievably as of late. They obviously recently just won the ACC, beating teams like a really hot North Carolina. And I honestly just see that momentum continuing. I think there's only so much magic that one coach can work up in the span of a few years, and I think his luck has kind of run out.
2: I agree. Like, I want to put low in Chicago. I want to switch it to them. But I have Georgia Tech. They beat Florida State twice this season. North Carolina, uh, Virginia Tech, Syracuse. They they have a really talented roster. And I think they can get it done. I think it's definitely going to be a problem when they face Illinois in the next round. But I think that's going to be a close game. Georgia Tech, uh, Loyola Chicago, but I'm rolling with uh, Georgia Tech.
0: Yeah, I agree. Another upset that I'm going to pick is number 12, Oregon Savers, number 5, Tennessee. Oregon State is red hot right now. I mean, they upsetted the uh, number one Pac-12 seed, Oregon, in the tournament. And they beat Colorado which is a pretty good team in the Pac-12 tournament to win it. I mean, they're red hot right now. They're trending in the right direction as well. And this is one of our 5-12 matchups. So it, it, it's it's a risk that I'm willing to take. Tennessee is a good team. They do have some ballers on their team. But this is that 12-5 upset that I'm high on. So I'm going to go with Oregon State taking this victory. It's going to be close, though,
1: 100%. I actually I agree that this game will be competitive. I'm going to edge out Tennessee. The reason that I actually – uh think that your pick is a lot more respectable than a lot of people think is John Fulkerson. He's the anchorman of that defense. He's a fifth-year senior. Uh, he shoots the ball extremely well. He's their interior paint protector, and the Beavers have been scoring a lot of their points in the paint and in transition, and if they don't have someone to protect the rim, it's going to be really troublesome for Rick Barnes and the Voltoniers, and that's why I could see the Beavers coming out on top in this one, but I'm going to stick with my gut and take Tennessee.
2: Yeah, Mikey, I'm gonna to have to agree with you. I'm also taking Oregon State. They look really good down the stretch, so I'm taking that 12-5 upset. Yeah, you're rattled, Sam. Um, <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on Liberty, Oklahoma State? I think like Liberty's always that 12 or 13 seed that always wins, but I mean against Cade Cunningham and the red-hot Oklahoma State, I mean, uh,
1: yeah, I'll be I'm the gonna first. come
2: out and say this. I'm
1: counting Go ahead, Sam. Liberty out. If if they prove me wrong, c- hold me accountable. I'm holding them out. Cade Cunningham's gonna be way too much for them.
0: Yeah, March Madness is where the stars step up. I mean, Cade Cunningham is an absolute baller. This guy's going to – I mean, come on, it's Liberty at the end of the day. I would say if Liberty was a 12 seed, I would consider them against whatever team they're playing. But you're playing Oklahoma State. I mean, a lot of people have Oklahoma State going to the Final Four. That is a team that has been red hot recently. I know they lost to Texas in the Big 12 championship, but they have pulled off some extremely impressive runs, and I'm looking for them to make a deep run. I do have Illinois defeating them in the Sweet 16, but – Oklahoma State will be no match for Liberty. I I uh, I like that, Mikey.
2: Um, what, are we what about, about San? Well, San Diego State, Syracuse. Because I have a very bold take here. Because I have Syracuse going very far, but if they lose first round, my screws up my
0: whole bracket. Well, I I agree with you. Syracuse is one of those teams that they could have whatever type of regular season they want, but March Madness time, they're a completely different team. I mean, I Jimbo.
1: Yeah, I I agree. You're completely right. I think it's not completely bold to have them going far. I mean, in a sense, yeah, it's risky, and you could probably lose your bracket if Syracuse gets knocked out in the first round. But Jim Beheim is one of the best, if not and his son.
0: Coach. I mean, his son's been balling, buddy. Beheim, Oh
1: my stuff. And if Jim Beheim works up some of his magic, I think the sky's the limit for the Orange men.
2: Well, I have Syracuse not only beating San Diego State, not only beating West Virginia, not only beating Houston, actually only beating Houston. I haven't been losing to Illinois in the Elite Eight, but I think Houston's a pretty overrated two-seed. They haven't had much hard competition. And West Virginia, that's going to be a really tough matchup, but I think with a little March Madness upset bracket, a little
0: little magic, I'm taking Syracuse over there. Alright, I'm going to come out and say this. The Houston, I'm fed up with these guys. Every year I pick them to go far. They play no one in the regular season that's good so I don't even care I told myself at the beginning of this season we're not picking Houston past either the first or second round Mike, call me I'd crazy like ask
1: you, I'd like to ask you a question when hold on the time, when's the last time West Virginia went any far in the tournament either no
0: no pass. no. it's not West Virginia who's going to be Houston oh it's not West Virginia
1: what it's Rutgers
0: heard? it's Rutgers what Rutgers is my team this You're team has been on mind. the up for the past two years they pulled off some Good wins, okay? That's one of those teams that surprises you a lot. It's this is March like the United first baby of the good forever, I feel what? like. Yeah. Rutgers is feeding off this new momentum that they have. They're going to beat Houston. I mean, ah, that's a very what bold,
1: thing. What has Rutgers built in the last 40 years? I don't understand. Rut-
0: my... Bro, I'm not talking about the last two years, 40 years. I'm talking about the last two years. They have a little bit of a new winning culture
1: now. They've never been to the tournament in 50 years. They have Bro, no experience. But they're going to – but they had – Bro, they had
0: a harder schedule than Houston.
1: Yeah, and exactly. And they, haven't, they, didn't, even, they didn't dominate their season. Houston dominated their season like nobody's business. That's because they played bombs. They've, they've won 12 out of their last 13, I'm pretty sure. They've beat teams like Memphis. They've beat teams like Tulsa. Yeah, maybe Memphis and Tulsa are not the best teams in the entire nation. But in March Madness, they're, they're ranked the ninth best team in the country for a reason. I cannot see a team like Houston falling to the sorry – uh, Rutgers Knights of New Jersey. I just can't see it happening. I agree with you, Sam. I have, I have Houston being Rutgers, but Man, y'all let's,
2: are haters. Let's let's go back to the first round. I mean, what's like similar to my question before? What's the what's the chance that Clemson uh, beats Rutgers? I think it's a pretty high chance. No.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I could I could see it happening. ACC, cool. The ACC is. They've been playing good competition, almost as good
2: as the Big Ten. I mean, per notable res- notable games, notable wins for Clemson include Alabama and and uh, Florida State and Purdue. I mean, that's it's tough.
1: I mean, the problem with this Clemson team is the same problem with almost every team in the tournament, and that's inconsistency. We see flashes from this team. Obviously, they beat a really good Alabama team, but then some nights they like just don't show up at all. I mean. They struggled against teams like Wake Forest throughout the season and Boston College at times. Like, that shouldn't happen. You never know which Clemson team is going to come out. Yeah, they have a guy like Amir Sims who can put up 25 on any given night, but then also the rest of the team could disappear. You really never know. If their good team comes out, a team that beat a team like Alabama, then, yeah, they should probably beat Rutgers very handily. But if they come out really slow and sluggish and can't shoot the three, I would not be surprised at all if Clemson dismantled Rutgers. All
0: right. Who's ready to hear Mike? Right, go ahead. Go ahead,
2: David. No, I was just going to say it's a very – a that's uh, obliterate Rutgers, destroy them. I don't know, man, but I think, I think it's going to be a close game anyway. Yeah, don't but sleep
0: don't... on Rutgers. All right. Who's ready to hear Mikey's most wildest part of his, of his bracket? We're going to jump know. to the West. I don't know about Sam, but I'm scared. We have the second round. We're going to have, in my opinion, USC versus – I, I'm sorry. UC, yes, USC versus Kansas and Oregon versus Iowa. I'm going to take both USC and Oregon. And I know who Sam said, will agree with me on the. Don't far. Who says,
2: says USC is making it out of the first round? I know I didn't say that. Hold up. Wichita,
0: if Wichita State beats Drake, I, I have Wichita State beating USC. Kansas <laughs> has been rattled with COVID. They're probably going to be playing without Hanfield, McCormack, and Wilson. I just don't see
1: stop the show for a second
2: all three of them are out no, i'm McCormick pretty sure i think mccormick is playing i think it's just
1: wilson right no, now right. He's
2: the only one confirmed out all right I'm, I'm, pretty pretty
1: taking, sure. I'm, I'm taking i'm taking i'm taking usc if that's i don't the know the, i'm yeah, pretty what?
2: sure handful
0: i thought got a handful and mccormick were both out too. right now is unbelievable
1: You don't have anyone besides McCormack. He's the only decent guy on your entire team.
0: I know Sam can agree with me on the Oregon-Iowa pick. Chris Duarte, they're pretty good. Iowa, in my opinion, is not much past Garza. Sam, touch on that because you're in agreement with me on that.
1: I mean, yeah, I I kind of agree. I think Iowa, you never really know with them. I think they're pretty inconsistent as well. I think that's kind of the common theme throughout this year's NCAA tournament. You never know which team is going to come out. I think Luca Garza, the walking double-double, I think his his kind of wingmen are Wisecamp and Joe uh Bohannon. I think they're they're both pretty good, but I don't think that there's very much athleticism which can be definitely a problem as you go into the tournament and I think that is I think the biggest strength for Oregon that guy Duarte in transition nobody can stop him uh lj figueroa played for saint john's last year extremely physically gifted i think he'll actually guard garza better than a lot of people think i know he's undersized but he plays with a lot of heart and grit and march madness that's all you can ask out of some guys
2: i'm not really favored toward any particular team against um in this matchup i were or organ i can see going both ways I, I don't really look at it as a two or seven i kind of see it's just two really tough teams battling it out in the court so I'm, I take Iowa, but I understand the Oregon pick here.
1: And another thing that I'm going to like to headline about this matchup is it's going to be a very ugly and gritty basketball game. I think it's not going to be a high-scoring, flashy game filled with, you know, threes and highlight reels. Luka, Luka Garza plays a very ugly style of basketball. Not a lot of people like it. He kind of plays uh, ping, pinball off the glass, kind of tips it up until it finally goes in. Yeah, I mean,
0: dude doesn't have much skill.
1: Yeah, exactly. And these teams, both they don't have that much skill. I mean, Oregon—they're a team that kind of rides on their pure athleticism, and Iowa kind of rides on their grit and hustle. And that's why this matchup—I think the—you—I wouldn't be surprised if the score was in the low 50s, and you know, it came down to a final shot for either team or a defensive stop, for that matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think as we're um, drawing near to the end of this episode, I want to just go into our final fours. I think obviously that's the goal pick the final four correctly in your in your bracket group that's what earns you the most points so i'm gonna go first i have gonzaga florida state ohio state and illinois in my final four i think and i have illinois beating gonzaga in the final i know illinois and gonzaga are very popular picks for the finals i've been really impressed with illinois recently i kofi cokeburn i mean andre corbello has played a really great role um Let's look at Florida State. Scotty Barnes is elite. They're a great three-point shooting team. Gonzaga, there's not much to be said about Gonzaga. And Ohio State's played in a really, really good Big Ten, and they've showed up day after day. And their losses have been really, really close. And they they, they could have been very winnable. So that's my final four. What are you guys' final four? Mikey, I agree with you, except for the finals part. I think Gonzaga's
2: too much talent with Suggs, Kisper. And uh, Timmy, I think those three guys are phenomenal. They're great scoring. They're actually a great defensive team as well. So I, I don't think there's a way. I mean, there's obviously a way. But I think it's very unlikely that Illinois uh, beats them. So, Mikey, uh, I have the same Final Four as you, but I just have a different outcome in the finals.
0: All right, that's fair. All right, Sam, what about you?
1: Uh, my Final Four is going to be Gonzaga, Illinois, Baylor, and Texas. I know it's probably very unfavorable to have three Stop races. It. But uh, this year, I really just don't know. I feel like every game is sort of like a coin toss, so I'll just stick to my gut and take Baylor, uh, Illinois, and Gonzaga. Those are three teams I've loved throughout the season. I think you bring up an interesting point about Ohio State, how their competition. I think that if there's any two seed that's going to lose in the first round, I'm actually going to take Ohio State. Interesting enough, they play Oral Roberts, who has the highest leading score in the entire nation, Max Abmas, It's 26 points a game. I mean, if – Ohio State figures out a way to shut him down; it should be no problem. But if he gets heated up, I think it could be a problem. Just ranked
2: guy.
1: 155th in the country. I'm not seeing this as a big concern over here. <laughs> but but you see what? That's what the same thing happened a few years ago. Murray State they were ranked you know 90 something in the country going into their matchup. They dismantled Marquette. Damn, damn ja- Murray State at John
0: Morant, bro. Ja- max. max name,
1: I yo, name name mean anyone on Oral Roberts
0: who's who's going to be an NBA pick. I don't. I think, know.
1: but they're they're good college players who don't translate well to the NBA. This guy, Max Abmas, telling you's a problem. Yeah, but even
0: games. if you don't translate well to the NBA, you can still get drafted. I mean, pretty. He's pretty
1: leading. High. He's leading the entire nation and scores twenty six points a game in college. That's impressive. And if I'm telling you, if the Buckeyes don't who get. Who does
0: Oral them, Roberts play? Because I know that if, that dude will not drop twenty six against Ohio State. Or if he does drop twenty six. Everybody else is dropping a total of like
1: eight combined points. I never said they will beat them, but if any two-seed has the best chance, I'm going to give it to uh, Ohio State. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Crunchy, but I hope you all enjoyed.
0: Um, good luck with your March Madness brackets. I hope one of you um, picks a perfect bracket. That would be great. Let us know if that ever happens, or if we not, we'll find out on the news. So thank you, everyone, for joining us, signing off. Mikey, Sam, David, have a great day.